0: The 5 O'Clock Frenzy is presented by Nova Home Loans. Call 577-2600 for help in buying a new home. Cofield and
1: Company NFL Insider, Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk, joins us
2: now. I don't know if there is a bigger game in New York Jets history than that Monday night opener on September 11th at MetLife Stadium. If they win that game, I think the ceiling is
0: Super Bowl champs. I'm trying to take a breath. I'll just say I'm not a Ryan Leaf guy. That was a clip. We'll play another one here in a second for Miles Simmons. Uh, that was a clip from Point's Point Bat USA gambling site. I get it. He's doing his job. But, Miles, mm. come on. Is he? Yeah, well, that I mean, that is that is what people want. And, and just so you know, um, I'll do this. Uh, how old is Ryan Leaf? So I want to be accurate here. 40? Right. Whatever he is. He's 44 going on 13 years old because he still has a lot of the (laughs) immaturity. Because you remember, I'm going to do it. No, you remember, this is the guy who actually told a bunch of adults when he was 22 years old when they're asking him questions in the Charger locker room. And all of a sudden you hear him go, knock it off. Like, you're 22. Everyone you're yelling at is 50. Shut up. And now I know he went through all these problems. He was also a drug he, addict at the and time. And he, he had a drug addiction <laughs> and went to jail. But all I hear about him is how, oh, he's turned his life around. Believe me, I, I, I hear him on different platforms. There's still a bit of immaturity where he has <laughs> – there, there just is. There just is. There just is. And But I will say in this case, he actually is doing his job because anyone who would go out there and go, the Bills game is basically the entire season for the Jets. That is Stupid. But that's what we expect from our high level athletes who are entertainers now so go ahead Ryan. Well go ahead Miles. <laughs> uh
3: yeah, I mean I guess that's doing his job. I wouldn't really call it that. I mean that to me is a little bit ridiculous. Yep. I mean that's it's not even a little bit ridiculous. It's just ridiculous in and of itself on its face, right? I mean the what what did um the Brady Bucks start in 2020 and I realized that 2020 was a strange year yeah. and you know in other uh, let's call it sports and arenas. I don't necessarily count that 2020 season as a real championship. Like, did the Dodgers really win the World Series? I don't know. Did the Lakers really win the the NBA Finals? I don't know. But the the, the Bucks won the, the Super Bowl. Like, I, I feel comfortable saying that. Um, but that team started, I think, 7-5. and five. You know, they got they the did. breaks beat off of them by the Chiefs in November, and then they went on a run, and they ended up getting to the Super Bowl. So, I mean –
0: I thought, I think honestly, I,
3: week I one is the entire season like that's that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I remember watching them against the Saints and they lost 34-23 and I came on the air. I was like, they're done.
3: Yeah. <laughs> done. I mean, Pull like I kind of thought that they would finish seven to nine that year yep. and that like it'd be like, OK, whatever. Yeah, Brady's doing Brady things kind of. But, you know, like, oh, he's with Bruce Arians and he's, you know, a retiree in Florida, basically. Yeah. But no, and they won the Super Bowl. Right. And they were actually, you know, ended up pretty good. So, like the 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 idea of. Week one on Monday Night Football, just because it's Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and the Bills, like that's their entire season? Like, right. come on. I, 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 I do hyperbole sometimes myself, too, but like that, that's just
0: too far. on, can you give us uh, Ryan Leaf, too? If they
2: lose that football game with what they have over the next eight weeks of the season, going to Dallas in week two playing the Patriots, a team they haven't beaten, I don't know, decades. It feels like it. Then they have the Chiefs. Then they have the revenge game against the
0: Broncos on the road. Then they have the
2: Eagles. This schedule is ripped with L's if you do not start it off well.
0: But if they win game one, they're going to the Super Bowl.
2: All
3: right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you win that game, you're going to win everything. If you lose that game, you're going to lose everything. Okay, I mean, that's that's great insight right there so by like, Ryan Lee. I guess
2: what he's saying is, don't bet on the Jets to win Game One. Instead, just bet them to win the Super Bowl. It's the same thing. Is it? I guess because yeah. Yeah. if they win, they're going to win the Super Bowl. So why not just okay. why bet one game when you could just bet them to win the Super Bowl? It's the same you bet. Know-
3: Adam, you you make a great point there, Uh I that's do. you know yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes yes. I don't know about always yes. occasionally.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll throw this in because nobody knock <laughs> it off. Nobody <laughs> had even heard of what I was talking about earlier. Did you watch the very hard to find draft documentary on Roku? No, oh I God. have no interest. Did in you even know that. it existed?
0: Don't say that. Yeah. What? We, I, we no. We make good TV suggestions all the time, Miles. Don't say you're not interested. Oh, sorry, you haven't even heard I, the pitch yet. <laughs> By the way, did we did we pitch you Idol? with the weekend yet cuz I got canceled so you better watch it. Oh, I, I did watch it. It's one of the worst oh, shows I've stop. ever
3: seen and 18. should be embarrassed that they put that on the air. I, I loved mean, it. look, when I Sam Levison did a good job with the first season of Euphoria, went a little too off the rails with the second season of Euphoria, you know? I mean, that first episode of the second season was incredible and then it just was awful for the rest of the time and then i don't even know what in the world that bleep show was that they called the idol there were like two or three scenes where you could kind of see the potential in the series and then the rest of it was just I, i don't understand what it is that i'm watching here why am i watching this it's because it's hbo and it's a sunday night show but i should not have subjected myself to that so
2: yeah i feel like every time i try to bring up the roku documentary it turns back to the idol well i mean the idol
3: i I don't live through the idol you know like i kind of live through the pick as in and you know you guys know i have really no interest in the draft like generally especially beyond the first night oh my gosh we have to keep doing this and like i understand that it's a really momentous occasion for those young men who are being selected and their families it's wonderful for them and i don't want to diminish anything that has to do with that but like there are plenty of things that i am not interested in and you know i just don't really pay that much attention to it so it is you know a week and two days from week one no I have no interest in a store in God, anything so, that
0: has to do with the draft you're like the oldest person on this show the class, I mean you' what it, God you're cranky God.
3: I am cranky you know what though Steve and, and here's I'm I, I will admit to just being snapping a at all the guests by the
0: way today I'm just snapping at everybody <laughs>
3: No, but I, I'm cranky today because I, I woke up for television, you know, at like two in the morning the oh. last two days. So like that's why. And then today was super busy. We had all the cuts and everything. Mm. So I, like I'm not used to running on this low sleep. Um, no apology needed. You, so that's, you know, uh, if, uh, if, I, if I do seem a little cantankerous, oh, it's it. not you guys. No, it's, It is just my circumstance. Perfect. So it, ma- I, it matches the show. Sleep.
0: It matches the show as I cut sure. you off. Okay. Great. Um. If you if you do want to tape on days like this, Adam will tape with you at one forty five in the morning. That's true. So get up a little bit earlier. We can bang out a spot if you're a little groggy. Why not? Perfect. And play yeah. it sixteen hours later <laughs> when, when when a bunch of stuff happens in between. Yeah, and it's the no National longer Field. relevant. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. So we have a lot of. Let's first. Uh, I want to get the cuts here in a second, but let's talk about one of the big stories of the week. And where do you want to start on the Niners and Trey Lance and the Cowboys? You you, you go know, where you need to go
3: sure i i just i find it interesting that a they made this deal and b that it was the cowboys that came up with the deal because the cowboys don't need a backup quarterback they have cooper rush and cooper rush has done a nice job for them i think he's four and one and i should have this and off the top of my head now because i've been talking about it for the last two days but you know he has been really good when they've needed him to play and when you have that situation that just means to me like okay we we don't need a backup quarterback but you know what we've been talking about at pft is that this feels like some sort of odd leverage play from jerry jones to say uh, to dak prescott because dak prescott's contract number cap number next year is something like 59 million there is no way on God's green earth. He is playing at that cap number next year. They're going to do something with it. Right? So in some ways they like the theory is, Oh, they're trying to squeeze him. And that Trey Lance is an insurance plan, but how in the world is Trey Lance, anybody's insurance plan after you've watched him not do anything really over the last few years. And he doesn't have any playing experience. So if That's the insurance plan. It's not very good insurance. You know, at at a certain point, the Cowboys are just going to have to bite the bullet, so to speak, and then say, all right, yeah, Dak, we're going to pay you, you know, a a top of the market quarterback contract again. That's just the way it's going to be. Otherwise, they're going to have to go out and probably find somebody else. Which, again, I, I don't know why that would make much sense, given what we know what da- how um, Dak Prescott is capable of playing. So unless everything falls apart this year and then they look to trade Dak Prescott in the offseason and maybe they start all over with a new coach and with Trey Lance, which is something I really can't see. I mean, it just, the trade is weird from that perspective. And, and then, I would, but I would also say that, like, everybody is, you know, piling on the 49ers and it's like, this is the biggest draft blunder in history and it's this and it's that. And... That may be true, but I'm not going to pile on the 49ers for that because I don't care because they win. You know, they have been one of the most successful franchises over the last four seasons. They went to the Super Bowl in 2019. They had a down year because Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in 20, but then 21, NFC Championship game, 22, NFC Championship game, playing with three different quarterbacks. If you can do that and you can still keep a winning program, why do we care what they do in the draft? Wait a second. It doesn't matter.
0: Wait a second. Just to, just to tell you about the dynamic in studio, I was going to sit out the next five questions. I'm sitting off to the side. <laughs> and as soon as you uh-huh. said, why do we care? I was like, no, wait a second. What do okay. you mean? We can still grade them. First of all, have they won the Super Bowl?
3: Not yet. Okay, no. that's the ultimate no, prize.
0: Would the number three yes, pick. By is. the way, that, that pick, go back and look at the draft. If they had drafted help in another position. Maybe that puts them over the top. By the way, they also—it sounds like could have traded. I wouldn't have traded the one, but they could have traded picks to get an experienced quarterback, which they also may have won a title. I don't think they get a just because they nailed it with Brock Purdy, and that 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 story's not done yet either. But I don't think no, little Shanny, I don't think little Shanny and Lynch get a, a pass on that. It's a bad. Pick. I'm not saying that they.
3: I'm not saying that they get a complete pass, but what I'm saying is. You don't get trophies for good drafts. You get trophies for winning games. And that's the way I see it, and that's the way I grade it, is do they win or do they not win? And if they don't win, and you know, and if the 49ers end up peeing down their leg and they don't even make the playoffs this year, then this looks like an even more unmitigated disaster. But the last two years since they drafted Trey Lance, what have they done? They've continued to win. So, I mean, I just... If they win, you know, if they get to the NFC Championship game again this year with Brock Purdy, then who? what are we we really doing if we're like, oh my gosh, this is so horrible? Like, is it? I don't know. I mean, did it really set the 49ers back all that much? I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't know what else we're supposed to do, but grade them on what their performance is in the things that count, which are the wins and losses. Like, this whole stuff about drafts and theory, and it's this and it's that, and, well, they could have done blah, blah, blah. I mean, everything's a butterfly effect. We don't know if they would have gotten Brock Purdy had they not gone to Trey Lance, right? We don't know if they would have stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo or if Garoppolo maybe would be somewhere else or if they would have traded him or if they would have traded for another guy and then, oh, my gosh, well, then what are you using to trade for that guy? and How does that affect who you draft? And how does that affect how other people draft and all this different stuff? I can only go by what I see. And so like the hypothetical of, oh, well they could have had XY I, I, wh- what? So like they have Nick Bosa, right? One of the best defensive players in the game. Now they haven't signed Nick Bosa to that contract yet and he's holding out. So that's one thing, but they have Fred Warner. You know, they have Christian McCaffrey now. Who is to say they would have been able to trade for Christian McCaffrey. all these different things have happened that make me feel like if, if they keep winning and because they have won, whatever happened with Trey Lance, it's not as big of a deal as it could have been, and as maybe it should be, and that's just how I see it.
2: Uh, how do you score what the Colts have done the last week, and how much of a mess are they in with Jonathan Taylor right now? Yeah, I, I, this the whole Jonathan Taylor thing is so weird to me, because if he's healthy
3: enough to get traded, and I saw this from Stephen Holder of uh, ESPN, who covers the Colts, does a great job doing that. He said today that uh, Jonathan Taylor's status with the ankle, Was not a hold up to any trade, right? Even though Jonathan Taylor is now on the reserve physically unable to perform list where he's going to be out for the first four weeks. So I don't, I don't get it. If I'm a GM, I guess I could ask you guys this too. If I'm a GM and I see that a running back has an ankle issue last year that hampered his performance, had to get surgery, is still on the physically unable to perform list why am I going to trade for him and give him a really big contract when I don't know if he's healthy or if he can still perform? That doesn't really make sense to me on its face. Does that make sense to either of you?
2: No, but I think we all just – we'd all have to – if we were the GM, we'd all have to assume that this is all fake, right? I mean, uh, nobody yeah. believes he's hurt, do they?
3: Well, I mean, but then why is he on the physically unable to perform it? just so that they get that roster spot? Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then they should have – if if he is – Not as hurt as he, I guess, claims to be. And as Holder said, like only Jonathan Taylor can truly answer the question of whether or not he feels good and whether or not he's healthy. Then I don't know. I guess they're not putting him on NFI so that he still is able to get paid. And like they're trying to continue to have that part of him in their good graces. But if you're trying to trade him in the first place, then aren't things almost at a point of no return anyway. I just the whole thing is so weird to me. I don't really get it from either side at this point. I wouldn't be shocked if Jonathan Taylor gets traded by the trading deadline, you know, around midseason. That might make more sense. I think that would make more sense generally after you get to this point in the, in the off season calendar and the training camp calendar, you know, teams rosters are mostly set by now, but you get to mid season teams really know what their strengths and weaknesses are. And that, like we just mentioned, you know, with Christian McCaffrey, that's why San Fran last year understood, Hey, if we get this guy, this could be one of the pieces that takes us over the top. You understand that mid season and you see Jonathan Taylor, he's been running the ball. He's healthy. Oh man. If we get this guy, he could be one of the pieces that take us over the top. So, that I guess is the next little checkpoint in whatever the d- drama is between Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. Aside from Week Five, when he is eligible to play,
2: Miles Simmons, Pro Football Talk. You can see him on Peacock. What like all the time? Six uh, in the morning, I, the, the, five in the morning. If you look at
3: the yeah, well, if you look at the replays this uh, week, because Chris Sims has been on assignment, you know, of course Thursday night next week. Um, the NFL kickoff is coming up, so Chris Sims has been on assignment doing some things for that. I filled in Monday, Tuesday, and we will be recording a new episode of the Peter King podcast tomorrow morning. So you can also check that out on Peacock as well. Check that out, hear all
2: this great analysis, except not as good of questions if that come at you because, of course, you know, we're great at that. uh Cardinals are tanking clearly, openly. It's the right thing to do, right?
3: Yes, it is. I mean, when you're starting quarterback is out for an undetermined amount of time to start the season and it could be you know a a really long time in the season then it's objectively better to be like all right well you know we can let everybody play and let's play this out take our lumps and see what happens because maybe we end up with two top five draft picks and if that's the case, then, hey, maybe we try to get the guy that plays down the street from me right now in Caleb Williams, quarterback at USC, Heisman Trophy winner, who I think, you know, is the consensus number one overall pick um, coming up for uh, this coming season. So, look, I, I think it makes sense. I think. It's probably really tough to deal with in that locker room right now when you have a veteran guy in Colt McCoy who's been there, who has won a few games for them over the last couple of years. You bring in somebody like Joshua Dobbs, who, you know, in his own right's not a bad player, but just hasn't been there. Like, what kind of signal does that send to your team? Whether it's going to be Dobbs or uh, Clayton Toon, whose name I had to learn this morning and forgot, and then now remember again, like, name that Tune. So, yeah, that's basically how I'm going to use that mnemonic device. Um, it's a fifth round pick, right? Like that, this has to be demoralizing in some way for that Arizona Cardinals offense. Um, and that Arizona Cardinals team in general, but you know, from a higher picture or bigger picture perspective, yeah, it makes sense for them to go down this road.
0: Let's close where we started with miles Simmons, pro football talk. Uh, one of our P one big listener. Um, he's a great tweeter. I don't, I always don't understand what he's saying, but, uh, Rhino, Derek, Miles, I think you'll like this. Joseph Epstein ruined Idol. Another runner created the show but got kicked off essentially because The weekend wanted to up the misogyny and male point of view. That's why only two mm-hmm. episodes are even anything.
3: Yes. I mean, that's yeah. my understanding of the show, too. But I was having this discussion with a friend yesterday. Like, I, I, I don't know if the show would have been that much better. I mean, you know, plot points and all that, I just... There's only so much that you could have done with that story to make it good. And I mean, the perspective shift and, you know, somebody who was a different showrunner obviously would have made a very different show. But I don't know, man. I just there, there's a part of me that thinks that that show always would have been bad. But I, either way, I'm, I'm glad it's canceled.
0: All right. Next week, next spot, we will have another list of shows that you should watch and hopefully you're more open to it. Okay. Uh, but get get Roku. Apparently we have to all get a Roku now. For this one show, to watch the draft. Yeah, there you go. You, did you Come know? They, did you know they do original content?
3: I did. Yeah. I I, do I that. usually watch that? No, but I, I knew. I, I, I'm aware. But you trust
0: Adam on stuff. So.
2: I told. I told Steve there was. There's a media person that you know. You you can feel however you want to feel about them now, but you'll probably hate them a lot more after watching this.
0: Oh boy. Okay, is that a good tease or not? Right. <laughs> that actually is a good tease. Now you got to watch lie. it. All right, Miles. Thank you. We'll talk to you. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. Three six four eleven hundred. Chance to win right now. Two tickets. Win them before you can buy them. Farner is in town uh, starting next year with a Feels Like the Last Time uh, Farewell Tour residency. Uh, They're going to start off in March, but we have tickets right now before you can buy them. Tickets actually go on sale on September 1st. That is this Friday, 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com. They're playing at the Venetian. Different points next year. Farner on their way out. They're still awesome. 364-1100. has got two tickets. All right, rolling towards 5.30 here on a Tuesday. Reminder, tomorrow we'll be on the road. We'll be inside the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. We always do a couple of shows there, so glad to have them back as uh, business partners. And that place is really cool. Uh, One of the first places that got back to real business with uh, locals and buffet and the cafe being open all hours, right? I feel like Vegas completely changed at most places with COVID. This used to be like a true late-night town, but, you know, fatties need to eat late. So I'm not I'm not saying that to you, Demon. who, by the way, infuriating to hear you earlier because I know you told me on Friday that you might fast, and then you just mentioned something in passing early in the show during a break that you're still in a fast?
1: I didn't do it over the weekend. This is uh, my cousin and I. Okay. So we've both decided to do this to lose a couple of pounds. And we decided, let's just pig out over the weekend. But instead of the three-day fast over the weekend, we'll go from Monday through Friday. Yesterday, nothing but lemon water. All day, nothing but the lemon water. Right. Today, I did have a sugar-free Red Bull. So So how do you feel? I feel okay. I could eat. Um,
0: When can you eat? um, On
1: uh, Saturday, I guess, yeah. What?
0: Wait, how long are you going to go for?
1: All week, Monday, just Just with that
0: lemon water? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Will that motivate any of us, the chubby guys on the show, to do the same? Absolutely not.
1: I, even from yesterday when I stepped on the scale at the gym and then after playing basketball, I lost like uh, three pounds.
0: A lot of water weight.
1: Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Yeah. So what's the goal?
1: Maybe to get down to 190. What were you? Uh, It started the month I was at 210. Right now at 198 fat. There was oh, fat. um a clip of Jim Lampley when he was caught. Call- you know he's doing HBO boxing, and he's uh, Haseem Rockman. You know is coming in at rock hard, weighing in at 238, and James Tony weighing in at 237 is a fat tub of goo. <laughs> did he call him a fat tub of goo? <laughs> yeah, he called James Tony a fat tub of goo.
0: I but when forgot I'm, about that.
1: When I look at myself in the mirror, that I just play that clip. Just
0: yeah. a fat tub of goo. James Tony got a little breasty <laughs> later in his career. He did. Uh, and when he tried, you know what? But he does deserve ultimate credit, James Tony, because he is—I uh, don't know about all-time great boxer. Like f- he's a—he's uh, a great from an era. But his weight control was ridiculous, right? But he actually did what most boxers haven't done and won't ever do. He actually got into a UFC cage and fought under UFC rules. He very underestimated what was going to happen. And he's against, already old against, at that against point. Against Randy Couture, he was old. And I actually love – do you remember this fight? Vaguely. I know, I remember him getting, like, demolished. Kotor, uh, if I remember correctly, he – I think he took him down with uh, whatever it's called, like a single low takedown. Sorry for wrestlers. I'm forgetting the terminology. But it was, like, one of the most basics, uh, basic wrestling takedowns you could ever latch on someone. And Tony had no chance. Because all it was is, hey – Tony's gonna throw four or five punches, and maybe he gets Couture. But Couture was just like, this dude has no idea how to defend wrestlers. So I'm just gonna go with like the, the simplest move, probably one he learned when he was like eight.
1: You remember when? But, Herschel but he Walker did. Had you know
0: But he did it. Um, yeah, but Speaking of- <laughs> but Herschel actually went in there and tried to bang, and he was also he was a physical specimen. I think it was all natural. I mean, he was a freaking truck.
1: I thought he had a future.
0: Eh. Even though he was 45 at the time, he's a little too old, and I mean, he—you're not going to learn wrestling takedowns and takedown defense and jujitsu in like a year. But give him credit—I mean, he was like 47 years old. Yeah, I went down to cover a fight with him uh, in Florida. Actually, that was that was one of the times I was at that uh, that Panthers hockey arena that I referenced repeatedly during the playoffs of what at Stanley Cup, and that the fact that it was at a mall because I was kind of blown away. That's where we did all the media stuff, and I'm like, this is an arena like. In a mall parking lot. It's it's the weirdest thing, but yeah, uh, I'm not saying Herschel was normal then. He obviously changed a lot recently, and you know his political run was a little bit weird, a little weird. So close. And, and skeletons came out of the closet. All right, so I mentioned the fatness on the show. I think even us are blown away by the follow up on the White Sox situation. So we had hit this last week. Where we get a report, some lady got shot in the leg. Someone else got grazed by the bullet in their abdomen. And the initial report, like even 10 hours after it was at a White Sox game, was they don't know where the shots came from. I'm like, like, are they playing in a, like a high school field where the bleachers are open? Like, what, do you, what do you mean someone shot from outside the stadium and it came through? a back wall and grazed them or there was a sniper in the stadium and no one saw it. Did you see what this turned out to be?
1: Um, yes. I did see that the woman in question was able to sneak said firearm into the stadium. Yes.
0: She, she basically pulled a plexiglass, had the gun on her and shot herself. Now, how did she sneak in the, the gun? This is, this takes the cake pun intended.
1: Through her... You know what? You say it.
0: Why are you uncomfortable saying that?
1: <laughs> know you, you say it.
0: The claim is that the woman, and she was a biggin'. Uh, the claim is that in her folds of fat, she snuck a gun in... What? <laughs> I couldn't say that. Why? <laughs> <I> just, in <laughs> her folds of fat.
1: Because I was going to say in between her stomach fat. But...
0: I, well, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been a different fold of. Them. Well, it could it could be uh, people to get roly. It could be in your folds of fat if you're big enough, like your stomach area folds of fat. But on mo- on both males and females, there could be a lot of weight, um, kind of in that fupa area, mm-hmm. which is 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 mo- actually more more of an accepted term now. Which is to me is, if people don't know what that is, I cannot say it on the air, and I will not. Uh, DM it to you or tweet it. Well, you just said it. I mean, well, well, you, can't, but, but, you can't describe it. Right. I, you know. Okay. Yes. She had a gun in her fat. And then I haven't seen the official report. I don't know if she took – like, she switched it to her pants and then got shot that way. I mean, if you if you sneak a gun in your fat, you sit down, you just leave it there for like an hour. I have to look back at what inning it was. Like, was she there? Like, was she so comfortable? Is this something she does all the time? Mm. Has to be. Well, well, okay. I'm not a gun person, but I do like to hear about gun safety. This doesn't sound, first of all, you shouldn't be sneaking a gun into the game uh, in your fat. And the other thing is, how, how does a gun actually go off? Does your, is your fat, like, do you move enough that the, the safety on the gun could be moved by your fat? How does your fat pull a trigger? Don't lock up here. No, these, these are important questions. These are so
1: many questions that I just don't have any answers to.
0: Justin Watkins is in tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. And he is a gun enthusiast. And a gun safety enthusiast.
1: But when you but when you ask the perfect question, how does your – like? because I'm trying to think, what's the placement? Was it like a big hitting the inning and like some cheering starts to happen? What could have possibly happened? Also, I'm already concocting the story of, what situation were you in that you needed to take the gun to the White Sox
0: game? I mean, could you have come on, like, mass transit and you, and you had the gun? No, because if you have it in your fat, uh, then you, you, you knew what—you were trying to sneak something in. So you were trying to sneak it in. You knew that you were trying to sneak it in. This isn't like, hey, I went to the airport and I didn't remember that I had a gun in my bag. Like, you don't forget that you have a gun in your fat.
1: Could this be the least likely hit person of all time? Sent to the White Sox game to carry out the job. But uh.
0: (laughs) If this was a failed hit, who trusted her to do that? That's that's ridiculous. Sorry, I just got distracted because one of the weirdest stories of the baseball season and recent baseball memory is unfolding with the Angels. So if folks didn't hear, we opened the show with it. Artie Moreno is just, he just sell the team, bro. You guys blew it with the Otani thing uh, to JVT, John Von Tobel's satisfaction around the trade deadline. They went out and got help, right? They got Lucas Giolito, a pitcher. They got Ronaldo Lopez, a pitcher. I think Matt Moore came over in a trade, too. They added Renfro, Hunter Renfro, and uh, who was the other one? Randall Grischick. All right. They added C.J. Krohn, so they didn't release him, so that's good. Uh, but they waived the five guys I mentioned prior. Uh, some of them are playing in the game today.
1: Well that's uh
0: That is the weirdest thing ever. They waved them I think before first pitch. Or you know, maybe maybe it was right after first pitch. So far Renfro, who was traded oh boy, that is great. He's 0 for three. Grichik hitting in the nine hole is three for three with a home run. It was a solo shot. They are down eight five. So I'm sure the, I'm sure the group is very spirited today after finding out that they traded for these dudes and Artie was like, yeah, you know what? They're all gonna get waived. And baseball people are not happy about it. I can't wait to see the follow-ups by uh, some of the media stars, some of the guys who are tied in tightly, like Jeff Passan. He put this out, but
1: he really didn't follow. He hasn't followed up since.
0: Because I'm sure he's blown away by it, and he's trying to collect more comments from Major League Baseball and also uh, also other baseball people and baseball executives. It's weird.
1: Could someone save their job with such an awesome performance today? Could the team say, you know what, we change our mind? How does the waiver how does the waivers actually I don't work? know how waivers works. Exactly. Like, Nobody you knows. know, once
0: you once you send it in, they're like, you can't take it back. Hey, we want to take it back. No, I don't Do you think that, that's what Artie Moreno, he was like, man, Gritchick's not doing not getting it done. Oh, wait a home run, bring him back. No. That's
1: tough love right there. That's the real motivation. How badly oh. do you want to be on this team? Jim is just trying to do the same thing with Jonathan Taylor, if you think about it.
0: Yeah, which is something else we barely addressed <laughs> today, which is crazy. So we hit it with Miles Simmons, but if folks didn't see it, uh, Jonathan Taylor, who's been in this squabble over an extension, Ursay basically told him to screw off, we don't need you, and uh, we will forget you pretty quickly. When you're gone, he was hurt. So being on the pup list is not shocking, but there is purpose behind it. So Jonathan Taylor, arguably a top five running back, is going to be on the pup list. That means he misses the first four games. And by the way, we were planning on discussing – the Raiders getting down to 53 at the start of the show. I'm hoping in the grab bag that we can do it. But before we get to the grab bag, I, I, I have to read you guys a, a text I just got. Oh boy. Um, well, I want your opinion on this. So I had something cool, like really cool. Actually, I, I had a couple of really neat uh, service calls, we'll say, the last couple of days. So one... Uh, The SO, her car is relatively new. Uh, The other day, her mirror just fell off the windshield, (laughs) the rearview mirror. And everything's wired now, so it's just hanging. So she takes it over to the dealership, and they're like, yeah, we can't can't fix it. (laughs) They're like, here's a glass guy. That's what they do. They can do it. This is the guy we use. This is on Sunday. Call the guy. No call back for a day. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll go with a chain place. I'll mention them because what they did was really cool. Safe light, and I've used them before. We go in first the, thing in the morning the when the they jingle? open. Say it again. You're gonna do the jingle? No. Safe uh, light
2: repair. Safe repair. It's a good jingle, right? That's Everyone good. remembers it.
0: Uh, we go over there, and guy takes a car in, brings it out. 15 minutes later, he's like, "Yeah, it's done." I'm like, whoa, free of charge. Okay. Nothing. So, so throws him a tip. I was gonna say, you you know, I hate this. Okay, let me tell you the next one though. <laughs> Pool guy, you know, because I'm very fancy. Not really. I need a pool guy because I have no idea what I'm doing. The pool would be green. Everything would be destroyed in hours, right? I have a good pool guy, and he d- he does extra stuff. He's a re- he's really good. He's like, hey, you're you know your uh, your pumps out. I'm like, here we go. It just got replaced. All the pool equipment got replaced last year. Uh, so he's like, ah, oh, it's under warranty. So he does a bunch of stuff to get to register it, and he he gets with the uh, the manufacturer, and then he says, hey, there's another pool company that's going to call you. And they're gonna come out at some point, so like within hours, I'm getting calls and texts about a guy coming out. Uh, then all of a sudden, the doorbell rings at like one uh, thirty, and the pool guy I just seen it in the morning, right? By one thirty, guy's over. He's like, "Yeah, we gotta fix this screen, switch something out." Two minutes, done. All right? What do I throw him? What do you do?
1: A solid handshake and call it a day.
0: That's the demand approach. Um, the guy, the guy texted me a little while ago. He goes, uh, "Hey there." This is the tech that stopped uh, by earlier and replaced the uh, display on your pump. Just wondering if you could check in the backyard. If I dropped a $100 bill, I'm like, okay, now what? What do we do? I mean, sleep, I, sleep on that for a second. Sleep on that for a second. I can
2: just find it I, and give him the $100 I, bill. I, <laughs> I know,
0: because I want you to think, because your mind will start racing during the break. I know. I want you to think what I need to do here if I'm now sort of trapped in this whole thing. I just wanted you to think about it. Okay. Uh, another giveaway. We have, man, we have some <laughs> great shows. Two tickets, three six four eleven hundred. caller seven, MGM Grand Garden Arena. You can grab the tickets at axs.com. Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll is here with the uh, Back Road Baptism Tour. It was uh, sent over as Baptism Tour. I think that's incorrect. Maybe I'll find out that is correct. Yeah, Jelly Roll. Two tickets. Friday, 7 o'clock start. You can grab your own tickets, buy them at AXS.com, MGM Grand Garden Arena. I mean, this guy is hot as a pistol. Boy, do I sound old. Uh Jelly Roll's playing. Devon's got two tickets, 364, 1100 Cofield and company presents.
2: Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look, look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. <laughs>
3: Stick your hand
0: in there, Dave. Cowboy, do you like Jelly Roll?
1: Can't say I know a song.
0: You don't? He's, like, so
2: big yeah. on, on social media. And I could not name one song he does. I know who he is. I know about him.
0: Like, I, What do you know about him?
2: Uh, he's massive in Nashville. Does a great live show. Uh, friends with everyone. Like, we, literally everyone in the business. You know
0: where he met his wife, right? Yeah. I think it's his wife. Here. Oh, nice. She was an escort.
2: Nice. Good for him.
0: Um, look up her name. I do know that What's about her him. Name? I
1: did watch like a like a little clip on it was, Twitter. It's of Bunny.
0: It's Bunny XO. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's good. If you that's can deal fair. with the escort part, I mean, was she successful? Uh, she actually, when he was struggling as a musician and other problems, he uh, was actually supported by her. Okay. Yeah, his big song in country is a "Son of a Sinner." It's okay. pretty good.
2: He's not a fake country artist like the new guy, right?
0: Who's the new guy? Uh, Oliver Anthony. Mm. What's that?
1: The guy. Have you not seen him with the guitar? And he's like, he's the like, rest he, he blew guy. up.
0: Like it
2: was the story is like he's this grassroots out of nowhere, uh-huh. made an album. Is this like an idol Thir- thing
0: where they, they've had a guy stashed?
2: No, no. It's uh, yeah. I mean, kind of is. It was like thirty days ago. It was like, hey, this guy went from, you know, homelessness and and depths oh, of despair no. and drunkenness to. Massive star, and he's got a good voice.
0: Oliver Anthony accused of faking his yeah. accent after melting pot backlash. Yeah. All right, I got to look yeah. into this. He's it, and he's though. like,
2: but he's it's become a very political issue now because he's the hero of the conservative world, and like, it turns out it's completely fake. Like he's a he's a he owns a ninety acre farm. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> and he was like the person that said they discovered him was like a computer programmer and social media expert who basically just blew him up on the algorithms.
0: No way. Yeah,
1: Because yeah. the song's all about, you know, working hard oh, yeah. these jobs. These rich uh, men
2: north of Richmond. Yeah, rich men north of Richmond. Like, oh, you're yes. the rich man north oh, lo- of Richmond.
0: I love it. <laughs> yes. I love it. All right, I, I threw a scenario at you. I, uh, a guy came over to service my pool. I live in a very lush neighborhood and uh, just a gigantic pool. Not really. Um, but a guy quick uh, quickly fixed something today. Uh, texted me a little while ago that he had, he thinks he dropped $100 in uh, somewhere in the front or backyard. Yeah. What do you think's happening here?
2: Well, he's he's mad at you because your tip wasn't good enough, and he's trying to kind of make that case of like, hey, not only did you not tip me enough, but I also lost a hundred dollars out of this. Right. Are you going to make it up to me?
0: Uh, backyard <laughs> gets very windy. Um, there are pigeons and cats everywhere, so a cat could eat the, hun- eaten so- the hundred. You could eat hundred.
2: Sounds like I think you took the hundred, and you're, now you're trying no, to. No, try I would like, never do that. Hey man, super windy. <laughs> no, <I'm I> <laughs> not, <laughs> and that and you that you was my know? worry.
0: As soon as I started going through like this whole thing, like, am I now going to be accused of stealing a hundred bucks? Like. Bro, if there's a hundred back there, I'll, I'll give it to you, but I doubt it.
2: You should here's how you do it. You the, gotta you have to play the game back. He's clearly playing a game.
0: Yeah. So do I like do I walk through the yard no, with no, a no. video?
2: I think you go, as you know, I, I will go full martyr. I think you go to him and you say, Look, I couldn't find it,
0: but here's a hundred. You would you would do full martyr. Of course I would. Yep. See what he does. Demons looking at you like, are you insane? No, this is absolutely what I would do. No,
1: that would just be, he would think that you're trying to pull one over on him. Like, oh, that is his hundred, but now you want to look no, good.
2: Not, okay. Are you going to accept it? Let's see.
1: What if he has to come back and look for it himself?
2: Yeah, don't, don't, come, come find it. You want it? Come find it.
0: By the way, I appreciate you rolling in some audio. I'm going to save it. Okay. Okay. Another audible. Your work was useless. D- no, D- no, D- no. D- no. D- don't be like that. Demon. You could have you know? done it later on your own time. Don't be like that. Hmm.
1: We going back in the bag? What do we do? Well. <laughs> Richmond, North of Richmond? What's on your mind? I
0: know, right?
2: Richmond, rich North
0: of
1: Richmond. I, That's you. I
0: don't like being sucked into Chuck Barkley's nonsense.
2: <laughs> this is Paul George's nonsense.
0: Well, no. There's a there's a Barkley angle to it where sure. he's, he's playing his game. Do we have PG-13? Uh, Adam sent this over. If we don't have it, it's not It's not a big deal. We can always use it tomorrow. But anyway, Paul George did a Barkley impression. I thought it was pretty solid. It
2: was solid, except that he lost it in the middle. Okay. So he was, he was doing a good job, and then, as often happens with people that aren't professionals at doing this, he fell into his own voice for like 10 seconds and right. then went back to Barkley at the end. So the beginning
0: and the ending of sentences are Barkley, and the middle is just Paul George. Okay. I... I got personal with Barkley just in my headline, um, and I did it for a reason, and I said, why do we keep listening to this morbidly obese old fool Barkley? <laughs> but here's the thing on Chuck, and I haven't seen him in about a month. You know, I think he went on the Ozempic stuff. Huh? He lost a lot of weight. So did uh, uh, Tracy, uh, what's his name, from SNL. Tracy Morgan? Tracy yeah, Tracy Morgan. Morgan, who got you know the Walmart truck and all that. <laughs> um, he's super thin now, too, and he admitted. And he's like, yeah, went on the drug. Why not? Um, you didn't see the story. No, about Steph. By the way, you're a Golden State Warriors fan. Are you I a am. Steph guy? Of course. Okay, because I know you jumped on the uh, the Warriors they were, when they were bad. I don't know, if you, liked, I don't know st- if you like. I don't know if you like the actual stars.
2: No, he was. I mean, he was. He was there, part of the organization. He was on the sideline, basically a coach at the time. Yeah. Um, I had heard some good things about him, and then you know he started playing. He was great.
0: Uh, 2019, Bar- my era. Barkley did it again with back in my day. Oh God! Did you see this? No, what do you say? I love Steph Curry. This is Barkley. I love Steph Curry. Can if you use ima- a butt. I love oh, Steph Curry. He doesn't use the butt. Okay. I love Steph Curry, at least in this quote. I love Steph Curry. Can you imagine if the bad boys were beating the hell out of him? Bill, can you imagine that? He was on with Bill Simmons. I, I can't say this enough. Bruh, I was alive then. Okay? I'm not like 25. And TV existed. Video still exists. I feel I feel like now we're like we're addressing Barkley as if he's a guy who cuz we did this all the time 20 years ago where we hear like oh my god Bob Cousy and Bill Russell like we can watch them on video. Yeah. We watched Bob Cousy not be able to dribble with his left hand. You got to stop this. And this whole notion that the bad boys played really tough but like everyone on the opposition were just hulks. Guys are bigger and stronger than they've ever been, and at guard. Uh, Steph Curry is not small. Now, he's not gigantic, but he's not of slight build. Go back and watch late 80s basketball and early 90s basketball and look at how many guys are in the league who weighed nothing yeah, and did no weight training, were thin as hell. Did they die on the court because of the bad boys?
2: By no. the way, by the way I was— these-
0: Please stop.
2: As a kid who was born in Detroit, right around the time, like, was a huge Bad Boys fan, and now is a Warriors fan. Obviously, I know you don't like him. They would cower to Draymond. They would. Uh, Sorry, they just would. I love those guys. They're my favorite team of all time. What does that mean? They would cower. Like Draymond is tougher than them. Draymond is more physical than them. You know what I would love is he's stronger and faster
0: and everything else. You know what I would love to see is. uh, Prime era, you know, top of their game, Draymond against Rodman, and see who mentally could stay in the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, the refs would just be like, day, day. <laughs> like you just right. It's 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 ridiculous because it's funny. As as hard as Rodman played, and he was really physical. He he wasn't like I think people believe you know because like say like Charles Oakley was sick. He was like legit two fifty or you know Anthony Mason was like basically a, an offensive lineman playing for the Knicks, but also very slow. That's the other thing. And Draymond Draymond is a big guy. By the way,
2: have those guys try to catch Steph
0: Curry. So they're going to be physical how? Can't find him. Stop. Wow, Wow. look at you. Now you know you've gone too far with back in my day when Adam is starting to badmouth his Pistons, his bad boy Pistons. Because they were great for their era. Not now. Here's the thing. Chuck got us. (laughs) Just doing his job. Ryan Leaf got me today. I got mad there. Sammy P. got me today, right? I lost cares? (laughs) Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tomorrow, by the way, we got to line up that Colt McCoy bet. That is a very important. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. A lot of things happened today to help me on that front. We'll see you tomorrow at the Rampart.